0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oi, yo yo, It's three points in the gaff. Manchester's realest podcast. Listen, we don't cut corners until half-throughs round here. So get your chocolate digestives out. It's me, your boy, Pundit Jay, And I'm here with Jay Motte, big United fan. And I'm here with Mike, big City fan. And you know how we get down. Do you know what I mean? But guess what? No one ain't down this week. you know what I mean? It's been a good week in Manchester. People are smiling, saying hello and all of that. There's no grumblings, no sour faces. you know what I'm saying? Because both sides of the city are here with three points in the gas. So, listen, I'm glad you're here. Glad you've joined us. you know what I mean? Wherever you're listening from across the world, hello to you. But first things first, we're going to talk about Manchester United, aren't we, boys? Because... Listen, it was Ralph Day. That's what we're going to call it. It was Ralph Day. Do you know what I'm saying? The first match of the new era. The football nerd was in town. The German professor. Do you understand? And everyone was excited. But listen, do you know what, lads? Yeah, I was in the stadium. I was there. I was live and direct. I thought, Ralph Day? Yeah, got to be in there. Do you know what I'm saying? But listen, I'll tell you something. I was fully... J- Morty, I was clothed from head to toe like never before. Do you understand me? Because listen, if you're from Manchester, you know about the weather. You don't trust it. Do you get me? You do not trust it. I had four tops on. I had two pants, three pairs of socks, woolly hat, gloves, scarf, the lot. Do you get me? Listen, I weren't messing about. The stewards thought they'd seen a black Eskimo. I'm not, not even lying. Do you get me? But listen, it's one of them. It was a it was a good, it was a good, it was a good game to turn up, to turn up to because you know something. On the pitch, on the pitch, Marty, I saw some good stuff, you know. I saw some you know- good stuff. United, United have finally got a coach, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Talk to me.
1: Yeah, man, I have to agree. I think that you know we're going back on the, the back to the Arsenal game of the Carrick. Obviously, I thought that was an entertaining game because it was you know goals and drama and VAR and the win. Do you know what I mean? It was and the atmosphere was good. It was entertaining. But today to against um, against Palace was different. It felt like sustained good football from United. It wasn't amazing. I'm not going to go oh, Ralph's coming in and blown us all away. This is just unreal. But it was good football and we've not seen that for sustained over like long periods. This season, even the big wins we've had, maybe, you know, the Leeds game was probably our best performance, but that was mainly a second half performance. Even the Newcastle game, for periods in that game, you know, we we rolled our luck a little bit. We didn't have a lot of the ball, but I thought, you know, against Crystal Palace, looked controlled, looked like we knew what we are doing. The fullbacks were bombing on. I know you're a big fan of that, but the low and tellers, who I questioned, I'm not going to pretend I haven't, I was a little bit like, have these got what it takes for the Premier League? Against Villarreal, I thought they were all over the gaff, but against... um, Arsenal, they did well. And again, against Crystal Palace, played very well indeed. And Fred, Fred with that goal on his right foot. Yeah. Where did that come from? We were talking, me and you, before, and I was Pastor saying about... Fred!
0: I, <laughs>
1: Fred! Pastor Fred! I was saying like about the Arsenal game, right? It was like the typical Fred thing where he stands on his own goalkeeper's foot to give away the first goal. He um, he sets up the second goal and he, he, he wins a penalty for the third goal. So it's like, you know, yeah. there's, there's all sorts going on there. But against Palace, man, you can't fault him. He did he did well. He did very well. Not just his goal. I thought he played well. And the thing with Fred is I've seen this from before. I stood outside the Etihad doing the fan cams one, saying that Fred, I owed him an apology because he had a fantastic game at the Etihad. But we need to see that consistently. And I was gonna ask you, Pundit, of whether you feel like Fred is separating himself from the McFred axis. Because that's coming from you know a little bit of stick, especially from you. And I'm not, you know, I'm not I yeah. understand where you're coming from. But I feel like Fred's just edging away yeah. from the, the McTominay thing at the minute.
0: You know what it is, bro. The the Fred is such a curse. Yeah, it's been so bad that it's gonna have to. T- it's gonna take a lot. Do you know what I mean? For him to fully separate himself from it. But what I will say, and which agree, I agree with you Like, <sighs> Fred's been part of everything good and everything bad. Do you understand me? So it's one of those where some games you look at him and you think, "Oh, it's fantastic." Then he does something stupid, and you think this. This is it reminds you of why you don't like him. in in in, in a sense, do you know what I mean. But he might become somebody like a lovable. A lovable, rogue type of player. Do you know what I'm saying? From, my, from my United, because when you look at it, it doesn't really have the quality. To me, Fred's the player where I think he can come off the bench in it. I think United should have another layer of player, another level of player above Fred in that team. Do you understand? And Fred can be the substitute guy. But at the moment, out of two of them, out of McTominay and Fred, I'm getting rid of McTominay straight away. Do you understand? I'd, I'd work with Fred, but they're still not of the levels. But do you know something? Yeah, under a coach, under Ralph, we might see a different kind of friend. Do you know what I'm saying? We might see a different kind of friend. But do you know what impressed me more so? Is listen, right? United have gone from passion and do what you want to vertical balls and shape and structure. And everybody, that's all United fans have wanted, didn't it? We said it last week, been saying it for time. I saw in that first half against Palace, I saw a bit of shape. I saw a bit of structure. I saw a bit of a system. I saw it being coached. I saw front foot football, a four four two 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 and... What Ralph was saying in his conferences leading up to the game about control. That's what I saw. I saw control, do you know what I mean? Forward passes and all that. High line. The defence was on the halfway line. The Gea was on the D. Do you understand me? Like? And everybody around me in the stadium in, 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 in Stretford and was talking about it. Everyone was buzzing about it because when we've watched Ollie and that, yeah, we like Ollie and everything, but United just didn't have There was no structure to it whatsoever. And do you know what pleased me as well? I saw Ralph in the technical area. I like that. That's a coach, that. He's out there dictating what's going on. He's got his concept. He knows how he wants to set up his team to play. And he's making sure it happens by standing there and being the face of what he's trying to produce on the pitch. And listen, the pressing was there. It's not going to be it's not going to be swashbuckling. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to take a bit of a while, do you know what I mean, to get to that point. But what you could see today was the foundations of an organised team built with structure and built with a concept and an idea and an identity. And listen, the stadium was lively, man, and every- Everybody liked it, do you know what I'm saying. But who, who who impressed you then, other than Delo and 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 Fred? Like who 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 else stood out for you, Drake?
1: I thought um I thought Tellers as well did well. I thought he, he set pieces he did well. I think he hit the bar didn't he with a free kick? Um, yeah. I think that you know that's been a bit of a bugbear of mine. This set piece thing. We don't we've not really done very well with set pieces. We had all this sort of hype about Eric Ramsey's coming in, this set piece coach, and and I wouldn't have been that bothered if we hadn't made such a big deal out of it. Like, we've got this set-piece coach coming in now and he's going to revolutionise our set-pieces. And we look shaky defensively all season at set-pieces and ineffective offensively. It's just like, what is going on there? This guy's not earning his money at all. But yeah, I thought Tellez looks looks decent. I thought Lindelof did okay. I think Lindelof, I've always said Lindelof, he's he's like, at times, he's not like he's an amazing defender. But this season, he's probably Mm. been our least, and this sounds weird the way I say it, our least bad defender. I think that Maguire Mm. and Shaw and and Wan-Bissaka have given me a massive headache at times when Lindelof hasn't. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's been amazing. He's not... Hey,
0: hey, listen, you're right, you know. You're right, you know, because Lindelof today, he was front foot. He was on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was on it, bro.
1: That's what you want to see. You want to see that from Manchester United. And especially with Palace have got a a decent team, but they're not world-beaters. This isn't, you know, a City or a Liverpool. We should be able to play on the front foot for that defence against a team like Crystal Palace. And I thought it was just a, like you say, controlled performance. And people like, you know, Mike's... I know he's going to pop up in a minute. He'll probably be taking that for granted. You see that every week or whatever. But we haven't seen that United this season. We haven't seen a controlled performance. We've seen performances where Ronaldo's popped up and got us a winner. Or we've yeah. had a 30-minute spell where we've just destroyed Newcastle's defence or whatever. But we haven't seen a 90-minute game where you think for 85, 80 minutes of the game, we were in control of it. Do you know what I mean? Palace had the little yeah. moments or whatever, so it wasn't like completely dominant. But no, it was. It was a very controlled game. So the ones you mentioned, you know, obviously, friends to stand out. I just feel like everyone, you know, usually what's happened with United this season when we've had a win, you've had a load of fives in terms of five out of ten performances. And an eight somewhere who's got you the winner, or a, you know, maybe yeah. you know what a seven or eight. I felt like there was a lot of sevens today, just do you know what I mean. Like everyone did their yeah. job, everyone was sort of you know, get good on the ball. There was nothing dramatic, there was no no point where you're going, what's he doing, or anything like that? Rashford. I want to see a little bit more from him. I thought he got caught offside a little bit too much. But I felt Ralph as well got his substitutions right. Greenwood obviously had a hand in the goal, made a lot of sense. I wasn't buzzing when he took Sancho off. I was a little bit surprised, I'm being honest, but you can't fault it because we got the w- w- winner in the second half, and and yeah, it was like one of those as well. Okay, for the last few minutes, I was like, "Here we go." Do you know what I mean? When they kept getting a few corners Yeah, as but well. you know what?
0: Yeah, do you know well, what it is? It yeah, feel obviously, like
1: mad, mad pressure. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and no, I hear that. Do you know what I'm saying? And obviously, it's just like you said, it's small steps. It's not going to be the perfect thing right about now, but you can see what we're trying to do, and and there was a few stats that come out after the game about it, like United. Made- they played 77 passes into the final third, which is the most of done this season, which says a lot, really. Do you know what I'm saying? And obviously the one possession 12 times in the final third, which has been the most in the Premier Premier League since Alex Ferguson. Do you get me? So it yeah. just shows in a yeah. day. First first clean sheet at Old Trafford since April. So all of a sudden, I instead of sending my friends pictures of gaping holes in the defence, I'm sending my friends pictures of structure and team shape and all that. Do you get me? Just, there's no gaping holes, so... These are important steps in the foundations. As we're talking, yeah, going back to Dallo, I seen him play against Zaha today, and and he bullied him, bro. Nah, do you know
1: what? I've I've, I've... I've, Cause I like the low. Like, he's I like. I know it sounds weird when you say, "What would you like it? What do you mean? But like, I like the way he carries himself. He's. We've had a little bit of interaction with him on the channel. He's dropped in our DMs a few times and liked a few posts. And he's a good kid. And obviously, you know, it wasn't for him. I don't think Oli would have got the job. He got that penalty, didn't he, in Paris? But I just I worry about him in the Premier League a little bit. I think he can get found out. But listen, Wilfred Zaha is as you know, he's one of the most effective or one of the most dangerous sort of attackers out thereabouts. I mean, there's better players than him, but he's very. He's, he's a dangerous player and he's a strong player and a quick player. And I think if you can handle him, then you can handle most players in the Premier League. So I was impressed with the low. And I think, you know, you've you've been banging this drum. So I'll give you I'll give you credit for being consistent about Wan Bissaka not being good enough. And I've always felt that Wan Bissaka for me, and I said this earlier on in his podcast in the early in the season, defensively had the edge over the low to the point where it wasn't worth the risk of, of trying to bring the low in. But now, you know, you look at this performance. I don't want to get carried away with just two games, but that's back to back Premier League games where the Lowe's played well. And I'll be honest, and I, know, you know, I've not said that about Wan-Bissaka this season. I've not said that at all. And I think that there's a real sort of conversation to be had there. And on the other side as well, I think Luke Shaw this season's been poor, very poor. And I think Telez, I mentioned him earlier, has been very good. So listen, Ralph doesn't owe Wambasaka anything. He didn't buy him, doesn't owe Luke Shaw anything. I know yeah. he did, Ollie. But if Ralph Ragney wants to come in and go, i am going a minute, do you know what? the low-and-tellers are doing exactly what I tell them to do, they're playing well, they're getting forward, and am defensively the solid. I don't think he needs to change it. I don't think he does. And we've yeah. got one of games yeah. here as well where, you know, the the, the, the easier fixtures, we're playing like the basal in the bottom 10 teams. So he, he yeah. might stick with it. He but might just,
0: you know is, what? I'll yeah, stick but... with these guys. Yeah, it'll always be a conversation to fall back things, isn't it? And you know what? <laughs> big, big up Miriam because I know she's tuning in and listen. Yeah, she loves our Wambasaka, you know, but she's not going to be happy. But listen, Miriam, you're going to have to just deal with it because right about now, Diego Delot, yeah, has, has got that shirt. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's the way you defend, is it? Like everybody, I, I was going. We don't want to get back into it, Wambasaka. But obviously, he's a one v one defender. But there's a lot more to. If you're on the front foot and you're higher up the field, then defending near your box doesn't really come into. it. In that first half. Palace didn't put 10 passes together in United's half you get where I'm coming from. So where the lot was defending from was a completely different position as to where, say, if you drop in deeper type of thing. And another thing I wanted to kind of get into was what I noticed and what we kind of noticed like a few of us around was talking about it, like the pressing, because the Gen Gen pressing thing is always going to be a thing with Ralph Rangnick. And so everyone in the stadium was kind of looking out for it, in it. And obviously in the first act, you could see, especially in the first 25 minutes. And obviously I clocked that the trigger When the Palace goalkeeper had the ball, they passed it to the defender. That next pass, that that, that defender passed the ball, that was the trigger for the press. So what that said to United, and I watched it, I was watching so carefully. And I watched United move in unison, do you know what I mean, to close down the space. And everybody knows, well, not everybody knows, but in the rule in football is when you're attacking, you make the pitch wide. When When you're defending, you make the pitch smaller. And I could see
2: that United were trying to do that. So it's just good signs. Go on, Mike. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know we're trying to interrupt the flow and stuff. I could, could see um, there's a lot of excitement and that around the place, but it's just. Uh, so I don't know. Like, to be honest with you, I, I didn't watch the game more, of else, so I can't. I can't even pick it out. Was was the yin yang pass going off? Yeah, was it? Was it? Was it? Happening when, when that... <laughs> no, it, was, I, it wasn't ginger. I don't know. I, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. But like I said, what we'll what see, though, is. I can't. It sounds a bit ground dogs on Hoggish data. Yeah, I, I've gone back through WhatsApps, chaps, and that pundit. I found messages when all these first schemes and that from yourself, telling me similar stuff. Similar keeps the stuff receipts, you know. Right. This guy keeps them all, doesn't he? Tell it's me, tell me What he's saying. Now and about it's all new. It's all fresh. So now that this Rudolph is it? Rudolph? Rudolph is it? <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph? What? I don't. I've not been on Google. Getting so into the Christmas find, spirit. Not been on Google, mate. I've not found. You went to go on Google last week. You're telling me I've not been on. Fact. What's his name again? Sorry, what's his name again? Ralph.
1: Ralph, Ralph Rangnick. Right, okay. Ralph Rangnick.
2: Okay, yeah. so, 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 so when Raff, sorry, you'll
1: remember that one. So Ralph
2: come out now and started doing his thing and that. You get me? Like he's coming and all that. Like, he started giving all his philosophy speech and all this stuff. You know. What? <laughs> I see pundit get all excited. Like, like, say so his first game. So I can not understand why guys are excited. But I remember the same spiel when Van Gaal came, and we got a guy with a philosophy. He worked at Barca, and did X and did Y, and he's done this. At least those guys had a CV for me to look at and scratch. we chilling, go boy. But you know what? I didn't see today's game, games so where I not pinpoint all the stuff that he about. <laughs> to see to see whether hey, genuine, to see whether it's genuine progress on day one the Guy's been coaching for two days, got this old man back on the on, on the training ground, and I mean, pundits talking to him, like the game's been revolutionised. I just think... Yeah, right. How, do, you, do you know <laughs> hey, what? Hey, no, Mike. You know, go on. Mike, let you. me say I'll something advice, like, yeah.
1: and I'll
0: say something. Go on. Listen, yeah. Don't act like when Mark Hughes was in the job and then your next manager coming, in, you were excited, bro. Because we can go all the way back to 2010, if you want, and
2: talk about those receipts. So, yeah, what yeah, we're saying... You know what? You, can't, you, can't, so you know what happened there? Do you know what you know happened there? You're right, you're right. We did that. I got excited when Mark Hughes left and we brought in Mancini, who would won the league in Italy, and he came and won the Premier League for Man City. When you got excited now about Oli taking charge, there was reasons. If we, if we, we can compare them, we can compare if you want. Or oh, they yeah, can sit here and draw the receipts out, you know, and who, <laughs> who was more happy with their, with their appearance at the end of the day and that. But we don't need to go there because I understand it was a good day for you go <laughs> over the line. you got the three points. you got someone else in there now that's basically doing what pretty much every other team. I think mean, Brendan Rodgers got a philosophy. Everything you've said there, yeah, about what you see, expect to see from your team. I've heard this before and most teams in the top 10 do that anyway. I suppose the proof's going to put it on in consistency. Is it just a new manager bounce or is it something I didn't see your game so I don't know or is it something that actually, nah, this is, this is definitely a different, different thing. Nah, do you know what? I like say. Do, nah, do you know what? Yeah,
0: I hear what you're saying and on that point, yeah, I get your, right, and you're right to say that because you got to understand from a United fans point of view They've not seen this. They've not seen a set thing, do you get me? So when Oli first came in, yeah, it was tippy-tappy football. He won 5-0 away at Cardiff or something like that. And yeah, it did look nice. And it did look bubbly, do you get me? And you think, well, OK, you know, what? what's this? Boom, 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 considering we just had Jose Mourinho, who looked completely different, do you know what I mean? Even though he was successful. So that's all it is, son. You you know how it is. Because when Pep Guardiola came, you, you were frothing at the mouth to me about what, 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 what he was watching, son. Do you get me? So that's all it is, lad. Do you know what I'm saying? The this, first game, this, we're
1: not this, saying we're going we? uh, to win the be, league. To be fair, listen, I know Mike's doing his thing is a little bit song in cheek, but it's a fair point because I was excited when um, Van Gaal came in after Moyes. I was. I thought, right, this is a manager that knows what he's doing, got the experience and the gravitas to take over Manchester United when Moyes never really had those those things. Again, when Jose came in, came in I thought he was the right man for the job. I thought Jose Mourinho's has had success everywhere. He's gone. And I think that now I look at Ralph Rangnick, I'm not as... Confident as I was under Jose. Jose, I thought he's gonna really. I thought we we're gonna win the title. I did, and at one yeah. point, you know, all right, we won some trophies, but we never really looked like winning the title.
0: So, so what's your expectations now, then, My Of Ralph, to... he's, he's in, the door now. He's in the building. He's got yeah. the seat. What do you? But in May, what do yeah. you want to have seen? What? What? What's the achievements for, for Ralph? Listen,
1: I'm not gonna get carried away yet. Over 90 minutes against Crystal Palace, but I think we're a dead cert for the Champions League. No, um, I think that we can uh, we can expect some. Uh, I think we can expect what we've seen, yeah? Like a style, a style of play. The fullbacks getting forward. And what I noticed as well, and I don't really notice things, maybe it's just chatting to you guys and being a bit more analytical or whatever, but I was watching a lot defensively. We weren't doing that thing today against Palace that we've been doing for weeks or for months and even years of playing the ball pointlessly around the back with no Mm. point to it, going back to De Gea for no reason. It was like almost two-touch, get the ball, push it forward or, do you know what I mean? Like with a bit of purpose. Yeah. That's been lacking a lot. And you know it because you, you've been there. You know what oh, that is,
0: Martin. Go on. But you know what that is, right? You've got to move the ball quicker because as you're shifting a team across the side of the pitch, the disorganised. So the quicker you can move the ball into, in, into different areas of the field or through the phases or through the thirds, the more chance you're going to catch a team off guard. Do you know what I mean? So Ralph's probably yeah. gone in there and said, listen, you lot are taking too many touches at the back. You're giving the opposition chance to reorganise themselves and get back and be in shape and structure. So while they're shifting across, you might find one player that's take that's lagging. It might, might be taking his time to get back into like, like to get across the pitch. So it's much quicker. And that's why when you watch teams like Liverpool and City, they move the ball quick. They move it from side to side, yeah, to try and find that one player who's going to be caught lacking. And the one player that gets caught lacking. That's where the strike and that's where you get your goals from. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm glad you've noticed that because it's these little tiny details here yeah, that are going to make United a better team. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, there's a long way to go before the catch City, Chelsea and Liverpool right now. But these are the these are the small details that when you look for them, you can see them. Do you know what I'm saying? And even De Gea was stood at the edge of his D today. And the guy ne- ne- next to me is like, ah, bloody hell. I've not seen De Gea that far off, off, off his line. I and mean, we were discussing it. Right there, while the match was on, I was saying, "Yeah, but you know what? Because United have got a high line, so that means there's more space. So De Gea has to be off his line, ready for any of those free balls that Palace play, so we can run out and clear it. Edison does it all the time. Do you know what I mean? Allison does it for Liverpool. Do you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. It's one of those things. And it was Ralph. They okay? United got the three points. They're in the hunt for top foot. What What do you man make of West Ham? Because I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not having West Ham. Me, you know, swear down. I'm not having him. Mike's. What are you saying about
2: about West Ham? So for me, I'll be honest it's it's, it's it's all competitive up there at the minute, guys. it, it is <laughs> um with West Ham and that joint like you say that they beat what Liverpool they beat um Chelsea, um, you know, uh, they've got a draw against us in the Carling Cup and then obviously you know anyone can do it on, on penalty. So they've, they've had some good good results against the other top four candidates and then the beat teams lower down the league as well. Um so, for me, I'll be honest with you, I'll be surprised if they maintain it. I don't know. I just think squad-wise, they probably in the end won't have enough. But what I would say, though, over the course of um, parts of last season and this season, what's happening at West Ham, which was happening at Leicester for a bit, is the more time you spend up there, the more you start believing you belong up there um, mm-hmm. and you become a bit mm-hmm. more accustomed to that. So, you start actually, you start thinking you can go places and be more confident about yeah, play, I might. that group confidence. Do you do you rate West Ham better than United? Do you think do you think West Ham
0: are, are a better team under Moyes than United are?
2: Um, not really, no. But what what I would say is they've got, as you pointed out there, about you guys not having a you know a set way of playing and a plan. It's not to everyone's liking, but you kind of know what you're getting with West Ham. I think uh, Moyes has turned Shoshek into his little own Fellini. To be honest, with you. yeah. There. Yeah, you he is. Into that to go up there and nod beats on and flip things down and stick it in a mixer and just get on with it. So, but that's you know what you're getting and it's become effective. And like you say, they've taken points off um off the top off the top sides um in the league and it's put them in their position. I think, uh, I think for me, I, I think United will be back in the top four hunt. For- Pretty soon, but I think your biggest threat, believe it or not, if, if Conte sorts out Spurs, but I think that's looking like a bigger job. And to be fair, just back to the whole uh, uh, point about your, your gaffer and that, there's a few managers that have gone in there and and, and fought a couple of games, got a few wins, and after a few weeks, looked around that dressing room and thought, Whoa, yeah, this is a, this is a bigger job than first thought because obviously mm. he's looking at guys that need to apply his his style of play. And they can't quite do it to the T because there's just little things missing. Although, like my, do you know what I did think? Because like I said, I've not seen your game. And it was a question that I was going to wait until I'd watched you play at some point. Is All the things that you guys are saying, where does Pogba fit? It's like I've not heard Pogba's name mentioned for ages. And I thought, that doesn't sound mm. like Pogba's going to be playing. But it don't seem like the one's bothered. So, like I say, I was going to throw it out there at some point. But I want to see the team play because of... Now, nah, but do you know
0: what? That's a good point that like you've mentioned. You know, because Ralph, he played four two 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 today, and he played with two number tens. He said obviously Sancho and, and Fernandez. So you're looking at, it and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, whoa, hold on a set. Where does Pop? Because he said he played with two sixes, McFred and um, well, yeah, McFred. So then you've got Sancho and Fernandez in front of them. Then you had Rashford and Ronaldo. So Pogba, you'd think, would probably come into either the two sixes or the two tens in it. So if if Pogba was fit today, Motti... Where would he have played for you
1: and who would have been out of the team? I mean, the obvious one is, I mean, I know it's not his ideal position, but the obvious one probably would have been from McTominay. I know, I know mm. that's probably deeper than where you want to see Paul Pogba, but he can play there. I just don't I don't think he's as effective there as he is in other positions. I just think that would have been the most obvious choice for me to make if you had to make a choice today. And I feel I still feel like I know I said everyone was like there was a lot of sevens and stuff, but I still feel McTominay there's a big question mark around him. I said it before I wanted him to kick on this season. And I thought he would kick on this season, but he hasn't. And in fact, he's gone the opposite way. Of he's he's kind of gone missing a little okay. bit. You One know, of the lads I was talking yeah, with was saying yeah. to me. He was saying, listen, you can give Fred all the stick in the world that you want, but he, he doesn't go missing. He'll want the ball. He wants the ball. He'll want to try and do things. He'll want to try and get stuck in. It's just whether he's got the quality to do it. But at times with McTominay, I don't know. I, I felt I my personal take on it was not that he goes missing in terms of he doesn't. He hides. You know, he doesn't want the ball. I mean, I you think he's just Yeah, his positional sense to me is all over the gaff. It's like he doesn't know where he's meant to be at times. And this is something that he needs to sort out. He needs to sort out quickly because now you've got a new manager coming in. Now, as you know, Max has said, we've not even mentioned Paul Popper. He's going to come back into the team in a few weeks, I think, anyway. So, that's going to be a conversation to be had. Where does McTominay fit in? Is he going to yeah. take his place in this team? Because he was one of he was one of all his guys wanting McTominay. You know what I mean? Like, he had, had, yeah. had his guys. McTominay was one of them. Rashford's one of them. Bruno, obviously. But this guy, this new manager is going to come in and he's not going to think, oh, I, you know, I've known Scott McTominay since he was a kid and he does what I tell him to do. He's going to look at it going, this guy's not good enough or whatever. So, I think Mertzomane's got a, a little bit to prove because Fred's stepping up. I mean, okay, it's only a few games. McTominay,
0: but yeah, new... McTominay
1: Listen, yeah,
2: McTominay's just, just life... Question there. Go, go question on, there. on, mate. Do you think you, you're not getting a bit... Like, how, how could I put this... Um... Do you think he'd want to no, no, it's a genuine question. Do you think he'd want disrupt it? Because you got to remember, he's he's not the manager in it long term. So do you think there's gonna be an element of I best not disrupt it too much because the next guy I point because he's got to appreciate some gaffer might come in there and see something in Wamba Zakra or whoever that he quite can't see. I, but he's gonna be the man in charge. Do you think there's an element of not disrupting the ball too much and just keeping it steady? Because there's a lot of talk at the minute I've seen online and stuff. He's gonna do this and he's gonna do that. Would he really want to rip it up in six months? It's just a question. You know what, you know what man? Well it's a good question, right? But do you know one thing that United
1: got the United haven't got that you maybe maybe City, uh, City or even like Liverpool ever, you can maybe have a midfielder that drops a five or a six out of ten most weeks and you can still win your matches because you've got other players that'll make up for that. We've had it at United before. I've seen United win titles with players that have had games where, you know, spells that haven't been that great. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't want to dig him out because he's an easy target, but Tom cleverly played like 20-odd games and won a title, and he wasn't like he set the world alight. But at United now, we haven't got that luxury. We need every player in that midfield and every player in that team to be on it. And when you've got players that are just nowhere near the level, it's not going to be good enough. Not, we're going to get found out. And Ralph Ragnick, yes, okay, he's here long-term and all that stuff. Still got to win football matches. And we've been losing a lot of football matches this season because of the likes of McTominay and others, not just him, who haven't performed to that level. So I actually think that he's going to have to make some tough decisions because, yes, he's he's on this six-month contract, but if he even wants to see the rest of that, he's got to win football matches. And I think he's going to struggle to do that if McTominay and maybe one or two others play at the levels they've been playing so far this season, which haven't been good enough.
0: Yeah, you know what it is? You know what? McTominay's lifespan in this Man United team is going to come down to how quickly he can take on information. So we can all see that Ralph Ragnick is a coach. We can all see that he's got ideas on how he wants his midfielders to play. Now, McTominay going to have to take those instructions and deliver. Do you understand? And if he doesn't deliver, then he won't play. McTominay's got a chance, you know, because he's got a chance if he takes on Ralph's instructions and does what Ralph wants him to do, then he's got a chance of staying in the team and making a play of himself. But whether he can do that, because what I saw out there against Palace, to me, I was looking at that thinking, listen, this guy, he can't pass properly. He runs around, he gets a needless yellow again. It happens every game. Like it's like, come on, come on, Tommy. How old are you now? 24. Do you know what I mean? This, this is the time you're supposed to start kicking on. But for a man united, what a beat. And you're competing against what the Rodger's, the Gundigans, and then you're competing against the Jorginhos and the Kantes, and you're competing against the Fabinhos and the Henderson's and He's nowhere near those levels, and that's where United what a be, Do you know what I'm saying? So
1: just quickly pundit, because I didn't really I don't know if you you said on. it or missed it or didn't would you put Pogba back in this team? Does Pogba when he's fit? Because there's a question mark about Pogba, he could sign a pre-contract agreement in January with someone else. We don't even know if he's gonna stick around. But do you think Pogba with all his talent does he come back into this team for Ragnik?
0: Yeah, I I I personally would have Pogba in the team because I think Pogba's a fantastic football player, but with Pogba, and do you know what? This Man United team might work out better for Pogba because it's got a bit of a structure to it. Whereas the other teams that we've had, we've never known, oh, Pogba, what's he doing? He's supposed to be doing there. He's supposed to be going there. He's not tracking back. Whereas this team seems like Ralph's going to build it where it's got some sort of concept where you know, okay, Pogba's in the team to do this and he's in the team to do that. So I feel like, yeah, Pogba can get back into this team. But it's whether Pogba wants to, because like you just said in a couple of weeks' times, he could be talking to anyone and everyone, if his heart's not here and he don't want to be here, then Ralph might notice that. And because he's been a sporting director, so he knows that side of the game as well. I might just think, do you know what, Poggy, yeah. You're 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 a bit of a robber, you you're here to collect collect your money. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having you. I'm not into your. Do you get me? He might not play. So that's an interesting one that's gonna roll on and over the next few weeks, next few months when he gets fit. We're gonna find out what Pogba was all about because Pogba might just get back in this team and actually enjoy himself. Do you know what I'm saying? Who knows? Do you know what I'm saying? We know how the season goes. Football changes very, very quick out here. But listen, let's change the topic and make this make make, I make this a quick turnover because let's talk about Manchester City because listen, they've had a fantastic week as well. Do you understand me on the blue half of Manchester? Mike's I know you're buzzing. Do you get me? You have got two wins: what Villa away, Watford away, six points. Why go on, and talk to me.
2: Yeah, Pundit. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy, obviously. We've got three points. It's early doors and that performance game. But like, what I would say is we're top of the league now, but there's no getting carried away. The thing, there's a bit of a difference here. Like I've said this to you guys before around I like, I personally think a league title race in the last five years is a different ball game. And that you guys haven't really experienced that. I was trying to see because I, um, <laughs> I know you've got a methodology, Pundit. You've got a methodology about you assess the season after the first 10 games. Am I wrong? That's what you, do. you say first 10 games and you've got a good assessment. Of yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's an outdated methodology, uh, personally, because if you took that <laughs> approach last year, we would have been well out of it. But we come back and won the league quite convincingly and i tried to... Listen, if you want to know about league title <laughs> races in this kind of modern era, just come and talk to me innit? Just just yeah, and but you're, talk me. you, you Listen, talk, talk, listen, I talk, I mate. I can talk you through it. Now nah, I'm only playing for Listen, gonna... I don't know what
0: you've had for breakfast today, you. But listen, yous are in a title race. I will give you that yous are definitely in it. Do you get me? But go on, talk to me about Watford and Villa. What happened? Yeah,
2: yeah, Now, nah, we'll, I'm we'll only playing. Like I say, it's all good. Now, we've got to like, say the Villa game first, half. Uh, uh I mean... Explosive that first half. I mean, we absolutely put Villa in an absolute lizard lock, They couldn't get out. It was a stranglehold <laughs> of the highest order. It was just like wow. Like they couldn't go anywhere for that first 20 minutes. And it, it, chances not being taken were the only reason why we weren't we weren't we weren't clear after 25 minutes. And then what's happened there is we're not taking no chances, which no, I'm not here calling for a a striker, just before we get into that debate again, it, it, you know, but we just played some great stuff. And like you said, uh, the, the, the usual culprits that I meet that are on fire, you Bernardo's, uh, Cancelos as well. Um, they're just they're just just playing phenomenal. And we've took that, we've got over the line against Villa after a bit of a so we, we tailed off in the second half and then we took that into uh, the Watford game again, started well and played some 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 great stuff. But again, that's another game as well. Like I say, we take our chances there, and that's 5 0. At half time, and, and and there's absolutely no complaints from me uh, apart from finishing in, in areas. But that's always going to be the same. There's no club that's ever taken 100% of the chances. Apart from the chance taking, I'm just absolutely enjoying every every time we play at the I minute. Mean, I'm just sat there, you know, just enjoying it. Um, and it's weird that because as a football <laughs> it, time. When you're watching your own team, as always, even as a city fan, when you, even when you're watching yourself against a side that you'll consider that that great, there's always that nervousness. Uh, you want to get your first goal. You want to settle. You know after the first five minutes, who's at it, who's not at it. And the last few games, um, yeah, we started well and, and been at it. So again, uh, no complaints tonight. You see the last couple of games as well. Raheem Sterling looks like he's getting back on form. That sharpness is is coming back into play. So yeah, absolutely. Nah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Nah, yeah you're Sterling, Sterling, Sterling. Even against Villa, I thought Sterling looked, looked a lot better, do you know what I mean? But against Watford, I thought, right, check City out. They've come with that work on Manchester B mentality. They've turned up and it looks like, right, hard work, win the ball back, you lose it, win it back again. Watford were just chasing shadows, you get me? But like you said, Sterling, confidence, his goals, he's had a good 14 days in it, do you know what I mean? What, what did you think of the Grealish false line thing?
2: Yeah. I, I, and this is just me and my own personal view. I think Grealish is still finding his feet. Um, yeah. At, at the moment, um, he's still trying to work out how to be the most effective in that in our team, and I think he, um, I think there's a bit, and this is going to sound mad. I think there's a bit of really struggling with the whole. We're not relying, on him. like his work isn't, his work isn't standing out as much as it stands out of Villa. It's just part of the system, and I actually think it's kind of. Not struggling as in he's struggling to play. I just think he he made me feel he's not contributing enough because he's not. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, so
0: obviously, Mike. Yeah, Grealish in this team, and you say like he's finding it a bit difficult, type type of thing. I I agree because at Villa, obviously, he was the main man in that. In it, you know what I'm saying. But I want to know from you, what do you want from Grealish within this city system and team?
2: What is it that you're after from him? So. For me, ultimately, it's it's the team, the team player thing in it. Like, just make sure wherever he, he operates across that front three, his ball retention's of the highest level when he gets it, in and he keeps it moving quickly, and he just um, creates and takes chances and offers that 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 quality. Like you see Bernardo's goal yesterday, where he's picked up the ball on the edge of the D, he's cutting. As soon as that left his foot, it went arrowing in. You go up the other yeah. end now. You go you go back to the first half. The ball's got rolling to Grealish, he's, uh, he's taken a heavy touch and then had to stretch and it's hit the keeper. And, and I know you're going to miss chances, but that just looked like, a, that just didn't look like he was, um, he still that looked like he's still finding his feet type of finish. That didn't use a, I'm going to take this, I'm going to stick this in the back of the net. Because you can look confident and miss, like Maris does all the time. He'll drop it, he'll trap the ball, bring it down, cut inside and he'll whip it like, I do this every Mm -hmm. week, and it ends up in the top Mm -hmm. corner. Where if you actually check out the numbers, it probably does. It ends up wider the post more times, and it ends up nestling in that that far corner in the net. But he looks confident with it. um, Whereas to me, like I said, I just think really he's still finding that. How do I become important in this team? And I think he needs Mm -hmm. to lose that actually that that type of thought. I think he just needs to, to to start thinking. How does my bit? make sure this team operates how it should be, as opposed to how do I become important in that team? And that Because obviously when KDB is on form and he's, he's, he's doing well, he, he looks like, wow, you can't play without this guy. But as we've proved, we've been on long runs without KDB, so he's not the beyond and end all. You don't have to make Kev, um, Kevin De Bruyne and our team um, to be yeah, appreciated. So,
0: so do you think Grealish has got too, too much of a bigger chest?
2: No, nah, no, nah, I don't think, you know, I just don't think, I think he's finding his feet. I just think he's finding, right, how do I, what, how do I make sure everyone knows what I can do? Like, I make sure he knows everyone here thinks he's a good player. I mean, is that a new club? There's that element of wanting to impress a bit as well, isn't it? So, and yeah. I think it feels like he's not impressing enough at the minute. But I think in our team, impressing is coming in and just being another cog um, in the system, really, and making things flow, um, uh, flow well. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah think I, mean, I, think... I think he's
0: going for it. I think he's going Go on, Go on, Matty.
1: No, go on. I mean, I was just going to say, you know, we've had this, I've heard this discussion and from what I hear from you, Mike's, I don't think like City fans are worried. I think the press are making more out of it. I think Pep from his press conference didn't seem worried. And I think Pep was saying, Pep was saying like, you know, you're doing like, I'm paraphrasing, but more or less he's happy with him. And I think, you know, you're top of the table. There's no dramas. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, there's no, there's not really a, a story there. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you're looking yeah. for a story, it's like, oh, I'll tell you a story. The £100 million signing's not doing what he should be. And I think when you're top of the table and he's, he's, he's sort of, you know, he's been part of that team, then there's not really a drama. It was a similar thing with Sancho. I wasn't getting worried. It's early doors at a new club. People expect, oh, he's played in a Premier League, but he's never played for City, has he? Playing at Villa and yeah, playing for City are two different, two yeah, different two, things, aren't they, completely, 100%. I mean, you stop Jack Grealish yeah. at Villa, you stop in Aston Villa, you stop Grap- Jack Grealish at City, You've got Jesus, you've got Bernardo Silva, you've got um, Sterling, you've got all these other players. It's it's completely folding. It's different. So I, like you know, I'd love to sit here and go, oh yeah, I think he's been a flop, and I think he's gonna flop, and all that. But I don't, I don't see that at all. I just think it's like the press trying to look for of that's probably in yeah. there, really.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I think he's going through a deep reprogramming as well, because he come out the other day, innit? like, and as he was saying now, he's found it difficult, he doesn't get the ball as much and rare, 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 do you know what I mean? It's very much more detailed than what he thought, do you know what I'm saying? And he thought he'd probably have more goals and more assists. Pep's reprogramming reprogramming him, do you get me? And that's what he does to play, like we've said before, Maris had to go through it, Cancelo, Bernardo, coming. come in and they have to sit down, they have to all a bit, and Pep just changes the way they see the game and view the game, so for Jack Grealish, I think next season innit, is when you'll probably see. Okay, this is what he's bringing to Manchester City. Do you know what I'm saying? And 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 obviously it is what it isn't it the big price tag and people are always going to talk about that. But Jack Grealish is a good footballer innit? it. He just like Mike's is saying innit? it. just finding his feet. Once he finds his feet, he will be all right. Do you know what I mean? But I tell you what, Mike's I heard flipping Ruben Diaz songs belting out from the City corner and all that. Did you get? Them? I only heard the. The United bit though, do you get me? But I, I've i heard yeah. bit shouting. <laughs>
2: do I mean, you get to be me? fair, this year, this year, over the last uh, few weeks, uh, we we the the away section have gone everywhere really, and that's all you've heard about something. Everyone have been been up and down all over the north and that. But yeah, just that that's that's all you're hearing these days. Same good voice as per yeah. usual, um, you know, and yeah, that like you said, Ruben Diaz has become a bit because of the performance. like you say, he's coming and he, he pretty much. Helps us to a account- to that league title last year, and he's still performing at a top level. So he's just, you know, that's what you get. You come in, you win things, you get your little song, you, you, you crack on, and, like, and, you, and, that, <laughs> and that's uh, that, and that's how it should be. Really, when you're contributing, um, when you get me contributing to a club's, because um, like you say, yeah, it goes unnoticed and I know there's always jibs and all that like, from opposing fans in the media. But these players that sit here, they're creating history. And, um creating history, and, like say the Diaz now has won his title. Hey, his title his hey. Hey. And that. So. Yeah, rightfully
0: so. Gets a song, and he, you know, he's, he's becoming part of it. Nah, you're right. You're right. I can tell you that. I talking about creating history. City set a new club record, didn't they? What recorded thirty for the thirty first top flight league wins in a, in a calendar year, which beat the thirty that they had in two thousand and seventeen and in two thousand and nineteen. So, props to City. You get me breaking records all the time. Pep quip, Gradiola's quip, oh, a monster, isn't it? Mine was just a monster, bro. He just comes into England, yeah. Everyone was doubting him, saying, Could he do it on a rainy, cold, cold, wet night in Stoke and all that? And he's just coming, he's coming to the Premier League and just smashing records left, right, and center. Do you get me, Motty? Like, boy, you boy, I don't know <laughs> how you're like, <laughs> <stop laughs> i <this laughs> <me? laughs> <laughs> You gonna stop this.
1: Man, do you know what I was saying to you before, pundit, right? When we, was, when we was off air, I was like, <laughs> I hate it because deep down, right. After, like, the, the well, before the Liverpool game, I was like, United, like, in this title conversation, like, let's get real. So, I'm looking at Chelsea and I'm thinking, I can live with a Chelsea title win that doesn't bother me too much. Like, Chelsea, yeah. they're you know, like, they're the ones I'm hoping that Tushel and Chelsea are going to do the business. And then, from the last few weeks, I've looked at them and I thought, mm, I don't know about this, and it's shaping up to be the Scousers or City in it. And I'm sick of this, man. I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you know, in 2014. You know, in 2014, when Jamal slips and we all laughed. Yeah, City won the yeah. league. Like I could handle that. It was all, like it was it was it wasn't great, but because it stopped Liverpool doing the first one in like 25 or 28 years, whatever it was at the time. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. funny, kind of alright. The main thing was stopping the Scousers. Okay, even as United fan, I can get on board with that. But now it's like City have won a few, aren't they? And it's like you yeah. don't want to see see them keep winning it, and if it's you know there's no there's no happy decision there it's city or liverpool winning the title isn't a good you know there's not, there's not it, a good is, choice it, there yeah you know it's not I mean? a good like, look like, for united give me, fans give me, give me a, a chelsea any day of the week I am not really bothered but yeah it's it's shaped for listen one of them ones and and it pains me to say that because we're only in, we're only in December
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're only right? in December you hey, know three months
1: ago I was talking about United getting involved and now I'm like <laughs> we can keep our, play our cards right we can get top four Nah,
0: check it, yeah. But listen, one person we're not sick of, yeah, and we have to speak about him because guess what? Pep Guardiola said he's the best in the Premier League. He was the best in the league two seasons ago and at the moment he's, he's the best right now. And he's got special ability and he can do what, what, what he wants. Who am I talking about, people? Who am I referring to right about now? Is
1: this, is this Mike's boy?
0: Yeah, it's Mike's boy, Bernardo Silva. Listen, I don't even call him Bernardo Silva no more. I call him Bernardo Gold. That's he's upgraded. Do you get me? He's gone from <laughs> banana. <You're choosing> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. You have to bring out a bit of cheese now and again. Listen for the rats. You get I me? Mean? But listen. Let me tell you something. He's gone up. Bernardo silver. Bernardo gold. And let me tell you what he's doing I'll right about you, I'll now.
1: Give, I'll give you credit. I right? give Mike's credit for this, right? Because yeah. to be fair, you know he's been consistent, Mike. As soon as we started in this podcast, you've known him for a lot longer now. But he was yeah. raving about Bernardo's stuff, and he say like Bernardo's my boy. And like I just like Silver me and you no so he obviously got a lot of good players, I'm not gonna deny it, but he's always been raving about him. And this season, you know, it was weird because Bernardo Silver a couple of seasons ago. Do you remember he came to Old Trafford in the Carabao Cup, scored that great goal, and was just a yeah, nightmare, yeah. nightmare against us. I was like, Oh my god. And then there was that little bit, weren't there? I think where he wasn't always in the team, and it was like you know what's going on here, but like you've you, you guys have spoken about in the past. Pep likes to mix it up now and again. But this season he's he's been pretty unplayable. He really has. And it's you know there was a time as well and obviously Mike can tell us how sort of likely this is. I actually thought he might be heading out of yeah yeah I thought he might be on his way out. And yet this season he's he's he's, he's I think it's there's it only probably Salah who's who's you know for me. Well what I, 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 I get that, no yeah. pleasure from saying this. Like probably the the only player who who's more well, let's just get Brando's straight
0: to it. Yeah, well, let's just get straight to it, mate. Uh, Motty. yeah? I want A one-word answer. Who's the best player in the Premier League right now? Is it Salah or is it Bernardo?
1: I can't just give you a one-word answer because I've got to explain myself because I'll get clips up if I'm just sat here going, Salah's the best player in the league. We don't care. So, Listen, well we don't
0: care about I'll, who clips you up. We just yeah. want the straight answer. Is it Salah or I'll, is it Bernardo?
1: You know, it's close, but I'll go Salah, just okay. because of the, the, the numbers,
2: the numbers are just ridiculous. They're just ridiculous yeah. numbers. Okay. All so, right. So, so what I, 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 you can shout as much as you want. You're not getting a one word answer where I'm involved on this one, where Fair we've right. got it's so, so, clear. so, so close and that at the top. So, we've had arguably the best manager in the league there who's currently sat top talking about his best player being the best. If you do it on the maths, it actually thought, It makes sense, don't it? That <laughs> top with their best player, that's top of the league, and the man yeah. saying, "Well, that's why they're in." So, yeah, there's proof there it, to, to answer that question for you. So, I get the Pep argument, and and I, I'm fully behind it. And you know, that's where my camp, that's where my hat lies, and that, that's where I'm saying, "Yeah, no, you know, what? who am I to argue with pep? <laughs> <laughs> who,
0: who, Listen, who, who
2: am I to argue with that? Listen, Mike. Go on, go on, finish. Now, what I would say is that listen, there's no doubt. Um, Mo Salah he's, uh, is he's is absolutely flying at the minute. He's flying, and I, I'll be honest with you, when he's got, when he first started going on that run, I think on that first year where he knocked him in, I, I, I was there. I, I didn't, I, I didn't completely shoot it down because I never knew that because I don't know anything could happen in football, but I did think this could be possibly a one season wonder, and how long was I? I, he's gone from strength to strength. And like you said, he in terms of world football, he's right up there now, when he, and he he's playing, so he's doing all right. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Let's ring
1: ringing endorsement. He's doing all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, That's I sad. agree. I agree.
0: Hey. I agree with you, though, my Yeah. I, I, I prefer Bernardo in it, but let me tell you something, right? Because let's let's just all be honest. When Liverpool signed Salah, yeah, no one thought. Salah was going to be what he is today everyone was there uh, thinking oh yeah because I, I was there I was like oh yeah I, mean, I remember him the little mophead he, he was the guy that was at Basel and all that doing his things do you get I remember him do you get me and I thought he ain't going to come to the Prem and match works like he does but you know what props to him and props to Jürgen Klopp do you know what I mean for what he's done but if we're talking about play for listen Bernardo Silva when we're talking about Bernardo Bernardo gold yeah he's got golden feet he's multi-positional he can play anywhere across the front line change of direction low centre of gravity his movement, his body swivels. Do you understand? Small frame. It's like he's doing. It's, it's like he's ballet. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's doing ballet when he's on the ball. That's a diff. Is a diff. Obviously, his game is different, totally different to Mo Salah. Do you understand me? But if you had one ticket left to go and watch either Mo Salah or Bernardo Silva play football, yo, I'm in the Bernardo Silva stadium. I ain't gonna lie. That's where I am. With with my chips, I'm a pile, whatever it is. I'm in there watching Bernardo play football. My,
1: are you, you're watching Mo innit? <laughs> I'm gonna swap my ticket and go and watch Fred. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but on a real level though. <laughs> yeah, nah nah. Listen, the, <laughs> both, the both the both they both turn the up and, and and I think it's it's like this the thing is like I would be amazed if Mike should have gone with, with Salah because I think one thing as well, when you have these discussions as a fan, it's easier for me and you pundit because we're not really like we haven't got a dog in a fight. But yeah one thing I yeah, always not think you can't take always. away from it. You, you, you know, you can't take an emotion out of it. You know, you if you've seen a player scoring wonder goals for your team, giving you them wins, giving you those feelings, you're always going to back him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would always yeah. back my players when it comes to that sort of argument because I've got that emotional thing where I've seen them do that. i see them do week in, week out. I've seen them the way they make me feel and I've felt it when I haven't got that yeah. affinity with a player that's a rival. Do you know what I mean? It's like when yeah. they, back in the day when it was all on Rio or Van Nistelrooy or whatever. And I'd always back, back uh, Van Nistelrooy. Do you know what I mean? Or was it Ronaldo or Messi or whatever? Would uh, do you, would what you do so that? Now? I always
2: feel that. Like, I'm gonna. Well, I need to you ask you a question. There. Would you that, well. that comparison you've just made? Would you do that now? Yeah. Would you well, have, you'd with, You'd with pick. You'd pick Van Nistelrooy right now. With both left. No. No affiliation over Henri.
1: Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Van, I've always
2: said, and you know, I've always said Van Nistelrooy is the best striker I've ever seen. Over oh. Henri. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm slumping. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. Yo, I need a deep from this. to me, right? How many, how
1: many, how many, <laughs> many cup finals is Omri Gol missing in? It's terrible. Um, but la nah, listen, honestly, I've always said Vanister is the best striker I've ever seen. He is, and I put, I put him over Eric. I put him over. Andy Cole, who I love, hey, I put him over any of them lot. I Jay don't want to
0: be him. on a stick in the TRA
1: next week, mate. That's what I'm it is. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Listen, he gets his name <laughs> for a reason. Yeah? <laughs> Al- Henry's a, Al- a flat track bully. That's all I'm going to say. Anyone can score 179 goals when you're scoring against, five every, against Wigan every week.
0: Hey, listen, you're <laughs> going to Paul and Jimmy out the TRA <laughs> on your line after this, mate, if you were to say anything it, different. <laughs> well, listen, let me ask you last question, though, Mike. So, yeah? Like, what, what what would you say Bernardo's standout quality is though? Because he's good at a lot of things. But what would you say is his number one standout quality for you?
2: So, as you said, he's good at a lot of things. And uh, you could ask that question to five different people and I'll give you a different answer. But he's got that for me. I just like um, ball is that. When that ball comes into them, just how comfortable the control it can go any way with the ball stuck to the foot like glue and that. It's like a bit of a... You know what, the ice hockey players were pucking and they do how to just take the little touches and can go left and can go right. I just enjoy yeah. watching him when the ball's at his feet. Dribbling, I'd say, yeah, I yeah. just enjoy watching him. I mean, when he gets in that motion, the ball's at his feet. I don't know if you've seen what he did to Van Dyke. we went to Anfield, where he's dropped his shoulder on the ball, he's, he's touched it left, touched it right, jink past, And even, yeah, even yeah. for the goal yesterday, that very subtle little dink over the, the defender's foot, and then slot him from a tight angle, I just think he's he's, he's he's close ball control with the ball. Um, he's just he's just at uh, a different level to be to be frank. To be honest with you, I just think he's class. Yeah. One thing I will nah, yeah. silver,
1: I will give Bernardo Silver, and I do like this in a player. Even though like when you play, when when like most teams now, I don't think have someone you hate. Those days mm. are gone, you know. Like back in the day, where we used to play Liverpool, I hated every one of them scousers. We used to play City, I hated them all. Most of it, like now, I don't. I don't think I hate them. I don't like them, obviously, because they're rivals, whatever. But I don't hate them. But Silver's one of those players you can hate because he'll get stuck in. He'll do those things. He'll wind you up. Do you know what I mean? And I like. I like yeah. that. I think that's missing from the game in a lot of teams. Do you know what I mean? You need a bit of yeah. that. And I wish we had a few yeah. more characters like that. Do you know what I mean? I think football's the a better for him. Do you. Know was, Do you know he was he's, like he's that? In his game. Go on.
0: Do you know he was like that, but didn't really have the necessary levels? Herrera. Herrera was yeah, a little bit yeah, of a... Yeah. Do you know, you know what I mean? What, a, n- a good shout you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he became a bit of a cult hero, didn't he, Herrera, for a little while? He's still, yeah. you know, I still see tweets going on, like acting like he was the second coming of Roy Keane or whatever, and he wasn't. But, <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? He had that to his game, didn't he? And I think Silva's got a little bit of that, and I, I don't mind that. Obviously, it winds you up when you're at the game and you're screaming at him or whatever, but... I like a bit of that, because I think football's a better for it.
0: I hear you, I hear you, do you know what I mean? And Listen, man, like I said uh, at the start, it's been a very good week in Manchester, lots of smiles and head nods, blues and reds, you know what I mean? Everyone going about the day, do you know what I mean? Nice and easy, do you know what I'm saying? But people, listen, this is it for another week. Let me tell you something, you know where the gaff is now, you know where we're at each week, do you know what I mean? You can find us on Spotify, Apple... Google, Spreaker Podcast, you know the drill. I tell you every week, tell a friend. And by the way, listen, if you are on Twitter, then you can follow all three of us. Jay Motti, he's at, at J-A-Y-M-O-T-T-Y, Jay Motti on Twitter. And Mike, you can get at Mike's on Twitter as well when he's taking the mick out of United. So United fans, get on to Mike's, video, yeah? At M-Y-K-E-Z-U-K. M-Y-K-E-Z-U-K, that's at Mike's UK. And you know me, it's your boy, At Pundit J, but it's at P-U-N D I T underscore J A Y. P-U-N-D-I-T underscore J A Y. So people, hope you enjoyed this week's show. You get me listen, we'll be back again next week. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you stay tuned. So for now, until next time, have a good week. We're
2: gone. Sports Social Podcast Network.